0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another p- Actual Fluency podcast. It's been a while, and uh, in this episode, I am live from Manchester in England. Actually, I'm not live, I don't know why people say that on recorded podcasts, but I'm recording from Manchester, and um, I moved here last month, so time has really been flying. But uh, today, I just wanted to do a solo episode to talk about differences that I've experienced between learning languages as an independent. aka freelancer or maybe an independent entrepreneur, maybe you have your own business, maybe you're retired, maybe you're unemployed, whatever it means to have control of your time basically, so independent in that sense and having a full-time job which I've had for the last uh, four weeks. Uh, But before we do that I just wanted to talk about a few awesome things about my move here And as some of you know, I've always liked England, and I knew I wasn't going to stay in Denmark because it's too boring for me. I never really felt like I I fit in, you know. Uh, So I decided to move to England, and I found a job in Manchester to help ease the transition. And actually, I was lucky to find a very multilingual job that I work in a call center in Manchester. We have over 40 languages represented, so I thought, man, this is a great opportunity to... uh, show off some languages, or not not show off some languages, but practice some languages and um, really put some uh, practical use to some of the studying that I've been doing. And um, on that note, the last update, it's been a while, uh, I've been still focusing on my Russian, that's gonna, I'm probably gonna say that forever, I, I remember like a year ago I was saying, yeah, I'm still doing Russian, and I still felt like I was useless, but at least now i feel more confident feel more comfortable my vocabulary is definitely getting bigger and i can have sort of basic conversations i understand a lot uh, lately i've been watching a lot of native level content uh, There was a hbo special or was it showtime whatever one of these american news networks put out a four-hour special with uh, interviews of president putin and, you know, political views aside, he's a really eloquent, eloquent and well-spoken man, uh, so he's a really good learning resource. And also, you know, politics is sort of interesting, so having that vocabulary can definitely uh, help me in uh, going forward when I need to discuss this with other people. So I feel like my Russian is going pretty well. I'm not extremely happy with my progress in Spanish. I felt like I was doing really well and on track, and then I kind of got sidestepped. I was a little bit... Uh, disinterested in it and uh, after the first initial uh, interest I was sort of hit a bit of a wall but I know that I'll get back to it and I there's a lot of Spanish speakers at the company so that'll be an easy way to practice it I did speak a bit of Spanish with some of my Spanish colleagues which was great to see that I actually already understood some still can't perfectly roll my R but I can sort of imitate it in a way which is kind of weird I can imitate it to a point where the Spanish speaker said it was a good pronunciation, Um, so I'm not sure about how that works, Um, but yeah, so I've been speaking pretty much all my languages at work except for Esperanto, which I have at a very questionable level anyway, but I have a German colleague who I spoke, who I pretty much exclusively speak German to if we're, you know, on break or whatever, and I have a Russian colleague I spoke some Russian with, the Spanish team, and uh, what else was there? I think that was it, of course, Danish, have some Danish colleagues, and uh, the working language is English, of course, so we we speak a lot of that as well, but just going from studying in my bedroom, or <laughs> whatever room I was studying in, and never really meeting any speakers, to having all these opportunities to practice the languages, is just amazing, and although I haven't spoken any Hungarian yet, which is also one of my weakest languages, I noticed there are quite a few Hungarian speakers as well, and there's a even a group on our internal Facebook where they uh, hang out. So I'll just uh, eavesdrop a bit on them and see if I can uh, try to improve my Hungarian enough to uh, speak a bit uh, with them. But but yeah, so that's a great uh, advantage. And um, regarding the podcast, some of you might want to just get a little update. And I said when I was moving over here that there's probably going to be sort of a, a breakdown in episodes, at least for a while until I figured out my stuff and uh, that's definitely what what's happened and it's happened in the past before so it's not entirely new but um you know when you shake up your entire life you you get some disruptions to your routine and um what i hadn't prepared for when i moved over here was how hard it was for me to actually open a bank account which is in case some of you don't know is like the foundation of when you move a country like that's the first thing you set up because once you have the bank account you can get your new phone number you can get your um you know you can put you get your salary you can get paid actually and you can do all these things and you can pay for stuff without having to pay exchange fees at your bank and you know you can have the local currency which is really important and just i was just hitting a wall because in this beginning of this year they made a new law that to any anti-money laundering regulations banks really needed a firm address uh, verification and as a foreigner the only thing i could get was pretty much a bank statement so i had to change my address in my danish bank and wait for them to actually send me a new statement with the new english address on it before i could open a uk bank account which was just ridiculous there are other ways of doing it like your national insurance number can be enough but that takes up to six weeks. I only just got mine after four so you know it's not easy and um, I didn't really count on this and obviously the uncertainty of even getting paid or you know how am I gonna get all my stuff together just floating around my head meant that I couldn't really figure out a way how to do the podcast. It it also has to be said that I moved into a room sort of a small room and this is uh, deliberate because I wanted to save up money for for a period of time to potentially either uh, buy my own house or maybe an apartment or at least move into something more permanent uh rent uh, my own place but renting when you just get here would be impossible because you know they need credit checks and everything so i had to move into a room anyway and as you know when you live in a house shared by others you need to respect them and the walls aren't the thickest so i can't really do like uh, you know welcome to the podcast and, and and talk especially out of hours and people work all sorts of times here so uh, it is a little bit more difficult and i don't want to interrupt my uh, housemates Uh, and also just the practical thing like this huge microphone takes up like half the room you know these are not making it impossible but it's definitely making it harder to uh, sit down and record and um i now that i've got my bank account i've got everything settled i hope to um bring the bring the podcast back and and try to get some guests on. I already have one episode lined up for you guys that I recorded before I left actually. Uh but I just hadn't really taken the time to edit and and put it up. Uh so that will come out soon uh, after this one, a you know, week after hopefully. I don't want to, you know, put out two episodes in a week and then don't have an episode for the next week. Um so the reason that I want to talk about language learning and work and sort of routine was actually sparked a little bit by my recent appearance on the creative language learning podcast which is uh kirsten cable's podcast that she hosts occasionally with Nancy williams who uh, couldn't make it for this episode so kirsten asked me to join and that was uh oh not the i forgot the episode number but you can find it on the website for sure and uh, we were talking about like motivation and Like, what does it actually take to learn a language? And I had so many thoughts on the topic that we spoke for more than an hour and I still felt like we hadn't really discussed the full thing. And and this was also part of the reason why I I created Language Motivation Mastery, where I sort of explored, well, what does it really take to get that motivation that it takes to actually learn a language or learn the language as well as you want to learn it? And as some of you uh, regular listeners will know, I've also struggled a lot with motivational problems in the past, uh, definitely uh, before I started actual fluency, it was just a struggle <laughs> to do anything productive. So I've come a long way in, on this topic, but I still feel like there's a lot to to be said and, and talked about. So it's just going to be me today uh, talking about this experience as um, as a sort of new to the working environment, because I haven't really, I haven't had a job and done language learning ever because when i was when i found out about you know the polyglot movement i was in uni so that's kind of different and uh, halfway through my last few years i got a job that was sort of freelance sort of flexible and from home or from anywhere so i never really had that fixed routine whilst being a language learner. so i couldn't really comment on that and what i told people was and you know this is just advice that wasn't really tested by me but I I got it from other people who had busy lives said you know squeeze it in where you can try to have the fixed times, fixed routines and um, really take advantage of stuff like commutes or chores or anything where you can put in like a a podcast or any kind of training Uh, that will be really beneficial but now that I've tried it myself I feel like I can really really talk about the difference because there is a big difference it's not all you know good or bad there's definitely uh, advantages as well, but I'm going to get into that just now. So what are the advantages as a language learner to having a fixed routine or like a full time job or you know something that dictates how you spend your time? I think the number one main advantage to this is that you know exactly when you can learn languages, like you, you have your weekly schedule you know when you are at work and you, I mean, you can use your lunch break, of course, but when you are supposed to be working, there's no way you can, uh, you know, uh, actually do language learning. So uh, that's a a really big advantage for me. And the other advantage that I've found is that uh, having colleagues or practical chances to use the language has really made it more realistic for me. And it's not just theoretical learning um and also commute it sounds funny but like when i was uh, just had when i had complete control of my time i would really struggle to take walks or you know take time out of watching youtube or you know working on my website or whatever i was doing to do language learning or listening or watching native material but now that i have a commute to work which is about if i walk it's about half an hour 45 minutes at most so i'll I'll listen to a uh, some kind of podcast there. I've been listening to pod one and one a lot lately. um if you want to find that in your language, you can go to actualfluency.com forward slash language pod one and one. There's a list of all the languages they have, which is like forty and it's a, a really inexpensive option um been listening to that for Russian and Spanish and uh, also been listening to some just random podcast but you know having that commute forced upon me has actually kind of opened up the day because i'm saying okay well before i kind of had to fake the commute or i had to like take random walks in order to put the language learning in or in order to actually do the language learning. now i'm like okay i'm walking to work anyway so might as well put something in my ears in the meantime and that makes a huge difference um so that's that's one great thing and i know in america especially people have really long commutes and like over an hour maybe several hours if you're in a in not in a big city. Or maybe you are in a big city and you're driving in from far away. Um there you can, you know, listen the old classic one of listening to tapes is there, but you can use the digital versions as well. Um so that's uh definitely one advantage about having a job a fixed routine and it's it really puts it it's it makes it more easy to wonder when to learn because you're not worrying about learning all the time which is a huge negative about you know not having a fixed routine so if you're an independent entrepreneur or freelancer or whatever if you have to design your own time then it can be tough to make up these commutes Uh, (laughs) i definitely struggle with it in hungary and other places and just going out because i don't know about you guys but i have this problem with i'm very logical so if i'm like just taking a walk for the sake of taking a walk is like i can't really i can't really make that up and if i need to take a walk to do language learning then i'm like why do i need the walk <laughs> you know but of course you need the walk because it takes you out of the kind of stale environment you're sitting in maybe you're watching tv or youtube or you're talking to your people uh, your friends on facebook so it gets you out of that environment and you know also it's shown that exercise helps promote learning uh, it gives you exercise as well, which is a good uh, side benefit. But um, so I've definitely seen the advantage of that. The other advantage is that my energy levels are much more stable during the day because I get up at the same time roughly every day and I go to bed roughly the same time as well, because if I don't, then I know that I can't get to work at like 7 or uh, 6.30 or whatever. Um, uh, sorry, 7.30, 6.30 was a little bit too early anyway um so that kind of goes with itself that now suddenly i have full days full 18 hour days or whatever or oh, sorry 16 hours well my muscles are terrible um whereas before you know maybe i was working on a project i would stay up late to finish it or i would just you know couldn't be bothered to go to bed i was just watching a series binge watching or whatever playing a game being on youtube whatever and i would have really different bed times which really affects your overall energy levels because the body just can't adjust. Um, So right now I feel extremely regular in terms of time and also food because it's very defined when I can eat or when I should eat. So I also feel healthier and I also feel um, that that contributes to greater energy levels overall. And if there's anything that helps in sort of motivation, it is better energy levels because a lot of the time you have to sort of you push yourself a little bit to be to do the stuff and you know i'm talking about this like it's some chore or something to learn languages but for many people myself included that's kind of what it feels like sometimes you just you know sometimes you just open the book and you sit for hours and it's fine but you know every like a monday morning if you're just uh getting out of bed and you don't have to do anything if you don't have work that day and you had the option to do nothing on youtube or do language learning then a lot of people would just not do the language learning so i know it's it's different for everyone and and some people might say well chris if that's the case then why are you learning languages you know shouldn't you do something you're excited about and stuff well i'm kind of excited about the result but that doesn't mean that i'm super excited about you know grammar or, or listening to this one podcast about how to say i'm sorry or whatever you know i can appreciate the process and i can appreciate the outcome But that doesn't mean that it would be my first sort of activity to do i i really appreciate the guy you guys out there who are completely obsessed about languages and would do it no matter what but for me i need that kind of push and that's where the job really helps to put in those gaps where i need to fill it out it's it's a bit similar like having instead of having lots of different shirts and 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 and, uh uh, trousers or, or pants if you're from the u.s you know, you reduce the decision fatigue, like should I learn languages now or should I watch YouTube? Should I uh, go eat or should I this and that? So that sense I've been extremely positive about the having a job. Now, it's not all fun and games, it's not all good. Uh, The, some of the problems with having a job when you wanna learn languages is that if you work, let's say eight hours a day and you have to get there a little bit before you have a break added and you have a commute home as well, there's not that much time left in the day. And if you have a family you need to take care of, a house or a flat or an apartment or whatever, then there's just not that much time. And I would say that's probably the biggest problem for most uh, full-time or even people who work more than full-time workers is that there's just not that much actual time left in the day. And for me right now, it's not a problem because I don't have any sort of people depending on me. I don't have a huge house the house i live in you know shares so i just have my own room to take care of and there's nobody else coming into this room so they don't mind that it looks like a mess light right now <laughs> but i i try to do my best anyway and um, so for that i would go back to what i said earlier in the episode is, is simply add time where you can and that means are you doing anything where you could be listening to a podcast are you um you know do you have a lunch break you could use on a coffee break spanish for instance or coffee break uh, the other languages are uh, designed for something like a 20 minute lunch break where you can just listen to it and 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 while you eat because you're not doing anything anyway so you might as well just put in some language, language where you can and of course the sort of extreme way to uh, add time is to get up earlier or go to bed later and that it's hard for many people i know myself i'm not a morning person at all but know the times that i have gotten up to do languages that's the first thing it's a good feeling to get it over with and it starts the day off really well it starts you off on the right foot as they say it's a really awesome feeling and um you know they say you learn more in the morning i don't entirely know how or why but maybe it's something like when we were fighting the dinosaurs or whatever we if we were awoken whatever information came right away is something that would be very important. <laughs> like if I don't run now this dinosaur is gonna kill me or eat me or whatever. And if I don't do this now, I don't know, I'm just guessing. But the point is you as the day progresses you have less and less energy and you have less less uh you have less willpower so you're not likely to work hard in your languages and well this is different for many people of course. Some people really like the evening, some people are night owls I think I'm probably mostly a night owl, but I can adapt. I don't know what the term for somebody who can do both is. Uh, and then you have the people who are really uh, excited about mornings and uh, you know early birds. And I've never been one, so I don't know how that feels. But I know that that time is a wonderful time to sit in peace and quiet and work on your language skills. So, so what I wanted to do with this episode is just to encourage you not to... A despair uh, because there is a bit of a, a trend online right now that the people you see with great language learning results are people who do nothing but that it's because they're retired or because they run some kind of online business or because they're freelance interpreters or they do something that means they can have complete control of their time or at least you know on paper it seems like they have a lot of freedom and flexibility but to be honest, freedom comes at a huge cost because I remember when I was working in, in Budapest and I was just working on my own stuff, like actual fluency related stuff. And, you know, if you have the whole week to allocate to learning languages, you quickly get into this like, oh, I'll do it in an hour or I'll do it in two hours or I'll do it this evening or I'll do it before I go to bed or wait, I'll do it this morning. Uh, OK, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, you just keep pushing it back because you feel like you have infinite space of where to put it and this goes back to the suggestion that you should it's a good idea to do something regularly and i would say like count each day as a day and for me right now what i try to do is um, i'm working pretty hard on a new app called linguist it's uh i was introduced to it in the program gathering in slovakia which was great by the way and if i met you there awesome i had a really good time i forgot i totally forgot about that in the intro but it was an amazing time as per usual and um, I think they did a fantastic job organizing it. I mean, these were obviously the people organizing it were not beginners uh, by any means, but it was their first time organizing the gathering in Slovakia and it was the first time, you know, with this venue, with the people, with everything and they had over 400 people there. So it was quite an amazing uh, event, uh, flawless I will say almost and I had a great time there and um, so if if uh, you're thinking about going to the public gathering and you're in doubt, you know, go go go! <laughs> it's an amazing event. Um, but I forgot what was on about. I wanted to just say, I think I was talking about encouraging. If you have a full-time job or something, and you're looking at somebody like you know Benny Lewis, who has done a lot of video series on him, just kind of traveling around and learning languages at the same time. There are other people like this, and they can be very inspirational and they can be very motivational but also sometimes it's the, the reality check hits that's like, yeah, it's good for Benny. He doesn't have to work, uh, get up to work in his cubicle 40 hours a week. Um, so he can just do it. But the fact of the matter, it's not a lot easier. I'm finding it just as easy now that I have a full-time job. Okay. I have a lot to worry about because of, uh, because the bank account and all these things that weren't quite settled and my finances have taken quite a strong hit because of uh, you know, the moving costs associated uh but now that i'm settled in and ready i'm sure that i will keep going with my usual routine because it, it there is space for it i have the morning commute i have the evening commute as a minimum and then i can add more if i wanted to like just before i go to bed i also sometimes do a few cards and um the language app is actually quite interesting it's kind of like a Well, it's a flashcard app which i am usually allergic towards because i feel like you can't really reinvent the wheel but what i really like with the linguist app is they give you different forms of the word a bit like link but this one is a little bit more automated so you don't have to like pick the text and you don't have to like save words and stuff this is just this just gives you a pre-built deck or vocabulary whatever they call it database Um, that you can learn from and it's in a couple languages I use it for Spanish and and Russian but of course the good thing about learning all the endings or the variations or the conjugations is that you get more you get more exposure to the language whereas in the traditional flashcards that I've been using on memorizing stuff had me learn the base form the nominative or the first person conjugation or the infinitive sorry for verbs and then I would have to use my grammatical knowledge to sort of conjugate them Whereas I think in natural language, that's not really how we learn it. So I think the linguist way of teaching the different forms with example sentences is actually better. Because then, for instance, in Russian, I can learn the sentence, what are you saying? Instead of learning uh, how to say, to say, and then figure out the, conjugate, the correct conjugation. So you can sort of hard learn some of these phrases or these combinations. And especially in Russian, it's very important to know uh, the conjugation of the word that comes after certain trigger words like prepositions and and uh and other words so for that way i really like uh, linguist so far the only the only sort of slight problem i have with it is that it counts every variation i believe as a word which is slightly slightly misleading uh but i can see why they do it because otherwise how would you count you know, if you know the eight, what is it? Six conjugations of a verb is that six words or one? So some people often call it the difference between language families and just words. Um, But I must say, I, I really enjoy learning all the variations, and and it helps me to conjugate correctly. It helps me to see the exceptions uh, where the the irregular words, and it it helps me to. Like I said, get more exposure. So, not to make this into a total advert for a linguist, I, I just want to say that's what I've been working on mostly at the moment. And that's been going really well. I've been doing quite well on that. And something that hasn't been going quite well, which I'm, you know, I, I want to share with you guys, is is the tutoring. Because I've, I wrote about, I think it's about a year ago, maybe a year and a half, maybe it might be two years ago. Well, time is flying. But I wrote how. Much people have been recommending tutoring to me, like as a as a way to supplement your own learning, and I was really hesitant for many reasons. But firstly, I was just like really nervous and anxious, and you know, quite shy when it comes to it. And um, and when I finally took the plunge and started getting tutoring, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And within weeks, I was just having one-hour conversations in Russian, very slow, very simple, but that sensation was just unbeatable. And then I sort of came off it a little bit, and I just took a break from it. I had um, italki for for many uh, sort of seasons had been sponsoring me to do certain challenges. They would pay for the tutoring if I mentioned them on the blog and talked about these challenges, which I think are really helpful to your learning. And they stopped doing those uh, sponsorships. And I was just like, okay, well, and then I didn't really book rebook lessons with my own money, with my own credit or whatever for some reason i just never got around to it and the anxiety started to creep back again like the sort of uncertainty and nervousness i was like what if the tutor thinks i'm terrible or what if uh, what if the tutor is too fast or what if i don't learn anything then i'll waste my money and blah 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 and and i also tried baselang for a review a spanish review and uh, that was before I knew I was actually going to learn Spanish. So I tried it a little bit just as a sort of a mystery shopper just to see the service. And it was a fantastic service. And, and, you know, I, I, I can't, I really can't uh, recommend baseline enough. If, if you're learning Spanish um, go check out uh, com forward slash baseline. Cause it's like an unlimited tutoring service and it's a uh, hundred and I think it's 129 us dollars a month, but you get unlimited and there's no, uh limitation on how many you can book you can book eight hours a day of lessons if you want um and you can even book them within like one minute i tried that for the review and and that um that worked so (laughs) if you want to learn spanish that's really the the deal and i've got an account there it's just it's just embarrassing that i haven't been using it but again it's just been kind of nervous and especially with a new language i don't know if you guys feel this as well but my spanish is is of course terrible but i understand that i'm a beginner but i also want to use it and then my i just turn around and i go like well i'm too terrible to speak this language you know and it's like just this irrational fear that i shouldn't have because why should i be an expert or good in spanish when i've only studied it for a couple of months very very sort of uh, light effort as well because i've also been working on my russian i've also moved countries and stuff um but the the irrational feeling is just there like what you know and that's the that's the I, that's the thing with tutors is that you know if you if you have a very outgoing personality, very extroverted, you probably not you probably don't even recognize all these things I'm talking about. but if you're like me a little bit introverted, a little bit shy, I'm not too shy, but a little bit I, then it it's hard to press that book lesson button. it really is and that's probably my biggest my biggest uh, language learning fail- failure lately because i've been really happy with what i've been using so like uh, talking to colleagues and um and using what i know even though i know i'm not very good um and it's funny to meet russian speakers because they don't really believe how good you are they're like i say a sentence and they're like oh where did you learn that and i'm like at home and blah 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 They keep speaking and they're like yeah yeah you're really good you even have the correct endings and stuff and i don't think they quite understand the extent of my studies when I, I say a few phrases to them but you know it's tough to to uh become fluent so to speak the conversational fluency that i'm my which is my end goal for my languages to have to be able to have like conversations in the canteen and talk about everyday stuff but that's coming soon i hope and um yeah that's that's pretty much it and again i i don't want to seem like i'm i um, just promoting a service like baseline i mean i do know the founder and and uh, i am a partner of Baselang so so they're you know i i really appreciate the service but if you if you want to check it out go to actualfluency.com forward slash baselang. and if you do enjoy it you know the uh, actual fluency website gets a little commission back that to help run the costs and you know um, support the ongoing development that's going on and then i have lots of new exciting initiatives coming uh, especially if you're interested in learning danish i know i've been saying that a long time as well but now i've got a lot closer and as soon as i i settle down a little bit more i will begin producing some interesting content for danish uh, learners because i feel like i don't know if it's some kind of moral duty or whatever but i feel like i should be producing stuff for people who want to learn my language because there's not that much danish content out there and most of it's quite terrible and i just feel like that's my superpower so i will i'll probably create like a small podcast where i speak some phrases every day uh, or maybe once a week or something put up some interesting episodes in actual fluency i just i just want to keep uh, reviewing the all the language learning methods like i expect to put out a review of uh the linguist app a complete review showing it and i want to keep doing book reviews and stuff I just ordered the Russian tutor book from Teach Yourself, which is supposed to be for upper inter- upper beginner and lower intermediate, which I think my Russian level is pretty much spot on. So I'm very excited about how that can help me uh, continue. Uh, I just read a couple of chapters of Alex, Alex Rowling's new book, which if the rest of the book is as good, then it's going to be the not only the best book about learning languages ever written, it's also going to be like the, manual or the playbook on how to become a polyglot because he is really thorough in his met- methodology and his description of really what it takes to learn many languages to fluency so that's what's coming up on actual fluency I, I want to just keep doing what I'm doing you know updating you guys about my progress and hopefully by me sharing what I'm going through you can you can feel like you're not alone out there learning learning your languages and and i'll keep doing the podcast keep inviting interesting people uh, who speak way more languages than i do to talk about how they did it why they did it and, and how they did it did i say how twice well i guess how is really important um, but yeah so um, so thank you for listening to this little ranty solo episode about learning languages uh, with a full-time job or you know when you don't have complete control of your time hope you found this somewhat uh, useful and in the end here i just want to thank you all for your endless support and i want to thank you for your emails you send me that's i really appreciate them and the people who have asked me about the podcast you guys are are awesome and you are the reason well not the only reason everyone else also pushes me to uh, to create these episodes but y- you know i'm doing this guy this for you uh, who wants to listen to new episodes and and keep getting that weekly dose of motivation and inspiration from top language learners. And, and and there's also some comments by me. (laughs) So thank you so much for the support guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you next.